Welcome to another episode of the Learning Center. We want to thank you for joining us today. We try our best to give you uh, the Bible and in its purest form, and we just hope that it contributes to your study and that we provide a service for you that is helpful in your day-to-day life. As always with me is uh, uh, Preacher Jack Stewart. Jack, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mark. Good to be with you. Jack, uh, before we start, can you tell us uh, some places that they can uh, get a hold of us or even ask us questions if they like? Certainly. They can always, for those in the Bakersfield area, can always attend any of our services at the East Bakersfield Church of Christ. We meet at 3500 Bernard Street in Northeast Bakersfield, and we have Bible classes Sunday morning at 9.30 and our assembly to worship at 10.30. And then also, with regard to questions, on Tuesday evening, we have a special Bible class where any individual that is there, it's open to the public, and any individual that is there can ask any Bible question they have, and we go back to the Word of God for the answer. They can also contact us on our website, Church of Christ of East Bakersfield, our Facebook page of the same name, and they can find us on YouTube as well as here on these podcasts. You know, you probably will get your question answered if you submit it through coceb.org. Uh, on, under Contact Us, there is an email that you can submit questions, or if you find something wrong with something we're saying and you want to take us up on that, we're more than open to hear you out as we want to be right before God's eyes rather than our own. Today's title of the episode is called, Why Did a Perfect God Make an Imperfect World? Brother Jack, as you know, even now in America, times are getting harder for people. And let's say that some people's lifestyle is less than ideal. Homelessness is up. um, Drug use is up. But, you, you know, a particular story comes to mind when I think about an imperfect world that uh, God has made, if that's the case. Um, As you know, I wasn't feeling well the last few weeks, and I was watching documentaries, and I watched a place called Happy Land. It's located in the Philippines, and it had uh, Filipinos who are uh, in poverty, and they're not doing well. So they set up these shacks, literal shacks made of uh, uh, leftover scraps of metal, Uh, And it even kind of reaches out into the graveyard where they make homes and beds on top of the graveyard because there is no place for them to live. And the whole economy is based off gathering trash from, um, I guess, people that are more wealthy and recycling it. Every piece of trash is recycled for a few uh, pennies or or pesos in their uh, currency. One particular thing that struck me was that they had something called Pog Pog. And it was uh, people going out in the middle of the night, right after business hours, and they would pick up the scrap chicken bones. And then they would take it back, refry it, and sell it to the poor folks because that's all they can afford. And I thought, how terrible is this? And why would God allow this? Why would this perfect God allow this type of um, situation? Well, Mark, first of all, God is perfect. And whenever he first created the world, everything here was perfect with Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And he provided them with all of the food and all they had to do was dress it and keep it and not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Whenever they sinned, then they were taken out of that land uh, and the imperfection, sin, came into the world. 
But God created man with the power of choice, and sometimes man makes the wrong choice. And a lot of the problems that we see in the world today are simply the consequences of man's choices in life. He tells us in Romans chapter 6 and verse 13, we have the power to choose whether we'll follow righteousness or unrighteousness. Many things are unrighteous in this world today. There's a lot of inequity in the world today. And so we have to understand, as as he said through Job in Job chapter 14 and verses 1 and 2, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of trouble. And so in this life, we're going to have our trouble. There's going to be bad things that happen. But these are the consequences of man's decisions. A lot of what we're facing in the world today, we're re- reaping the consequences of other individuals' decisions because none of us are an island. We all have an influence on each other and the decisions that other people make affect us. And so we have to live with that. But one of the positive things that we can understand is that God will provide a way out. Because God made man with the power of choice, the world is imperfect because man doesn't always make the perfect choice. That doesn't make God imperfect. He's perfect. His love is perfect. His desire for us is salvation in Jesus Christ. And he's got a perfect plan for us to follow. But we, in our imperfections, we introduce things into the world that aren't good and that are evil. And so we mistreat and abuse one another uh, in this life today. And I speak of mankind in general. But we have to understand this is a part of this life. We have tribulation. And so man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. And God says, he tells us whenever it comes to him, uh, we're to be like him, we're to love all people. And he causes the rain to fall and the sun to shine on the just and the unjust alike. He doesn't discriminate in those things. You know, I have a follow-up question to that, brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I hear a lot of folks when I'm talking to them about uh, Scripture, they would say, why wouldn't God just make the world so that we're in paradise now, that everything's going well? Why wouldn't he just make it so everything went as perfect as he is? Well, he could have done that, but he chose to give us the power of choice. And one of the reasons he gave us the power of choice is so that we could demonstrate our love for him. If we didn't have troubles, if we didn't have temptations, how would we show God how we loved him? If everything was perfect, we would have no way of demonstrating our love for God because we'd just be robots doing what he commanded, doing what he willed. And if we do what he wills in our own individual lives, our lives will be better and we'll have a better life. Doesn't mean we'll be wealthy or famous. Doesn't mean that at all, but we'll have a better life. You know, when I uh, saw that documentary, of course, I got on Google and started looking into that town and looking into statistics. It, it, it fascinated me that people would, uh, they had a very good demeanor and they, and they were still joyful people. But, you know, they claimed that at least by some studies, that nearly 79% of those Filipinos are Christian. Would would Christians not have an advantage or some kind of protection from all this hardship that they're going through? No. Christians do not have an advantage or protection from hardship. You look at Job in the Old Testament and how Satan was allowed by God to abuse him and to test him. And so uh, we can see even today that uh, we have problems uh, alike today that uh, it tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13, this is the advantage that Christians have. 
In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, temptation is common to man, but God is faithful, who will not allow us to be tempted above what we're able to bear, but will with the temptation provide a way of escape. It didn't mean that he would take the temptation away, but he would provide a way of escape. Just like you were saying, here's individuals in a very destitute situation, but they choose to be joyful. They choose some of them to be happy. And so that's a choice that they make. And God gives them the ability to make that choice. You mentioned uh, the Garden of Eden earlier in your answer mm-hmm. and the fact that it was made perfect, perfectly well for us. You know, uh, Some of the descriptions I remember just off the top of my mind was them being over near fine uh, stones and uh, nice rivers and uh, fruit trees and vegetation all around them. Um, but was that... I guess, happiness that we enjoyed in, in uh, Garden of Eden, was it supposed to be there forever? Well, when God created man, he knew that man was going to need a savior one day because he knew the man was going to sin. In Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 11, it talks about the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And so it's part of his eternal purpose that he knew that when he created man with the power of choice, that sometime or other man would choose to do evil. And so God did not expect the Garden of Eden to last forever. He did not expect man to live a perfect life before him. Individuals have asked me, said, what would have happened if man had not sinned? If Adam and Eve had not eaten of the forbidden fruit, if man had not sinned, would we still be in the Garden of Eden? My answer to them is, well, you might have been till I came along. (laughs) because we've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And so uh, that's God intended and knew that whenever he gave us the power of choice, sometimes we would make the wrong choice and we'd need some kind of redemption for that wrong choice. And so he prepared Jesus Christ for that redemption. Sticking to the, going along with this uh, earth being imperfect, can the problems of our daily lives become overwhelming? to the point where we can't take it anymore. For the Christian, no, they should never do that. They should never be that overwhelming because of our faith in God. We know that God is going to work it out. He's going to fix it to his satisfaction and in his way. He tells us in Romans eight twenty eight that he'll work all things together for good to them that love the Lord, to them who are called according to his purpose. Doesn't mean only good things are going to happen to us but it means he'll work it out for our good. And so we trust in him. When we have faith in God and we trust in God, nothing can overwhelm us because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God is great and wonderful and he will help us through these things. Doesn't mean we won't have problems, but if we look to him, he will help us through. We can choose to rejoice. We can choose. One of the things that people choose in the world today so many times, they choose to think about the trouble they're having, the bad things, what's going wrong, and they don't look at the good things that they have. They don't look at the blessings, and that's where we need to stop and count our blessings and realize how blessed we are even to have life and Mm -hmm. to have opportunities to show God how much we love Him. Amen. Brother, um, you know, currently at at our church, um, we're studying the book of Job, and we want you to come down and study the book of Job with us too. Uh, 3500 Bernard Street, Bakersfield, California. But this question I got from our study, you know, when Job was going through all the problems he had, 
And uh, at this time, if for those who don't know the book of Job, um, Satan began uh, causing a righteous man to have a lot of problems. And uh, some of the problems he was dealing with, uh, he got sick. He was he had boils on his on his skin and he was, he was in suffering. And his friends in the book accused him of not having a good relationship with God. And this is why these things were happening. The sicknesses that we deal with today, is God using those sicknesses for our own benefit? Or no. what's the purpose of why we suffer this way? We suffer this way because we're human. And we live in a world where sickness is here and disease is here. And God does not use these things to afflict us. In the book of John chapter 9, Jesus' disciples came across and Jesus came across a man that was born blind. And his disciples asked the question, who committed sin that this man was born blind? His parents or him? Well, the man could not have committed sin. Being born blind, he couldn't sin before he was born. Right. And so and, uh, Jesus answered and said, no, it's not because of sin that this man is born blind, but that the works of God may be manifest in him, showing to the world that through God and with God's help, we can overcome anything, any difficulty that we have in this world today. Philippians 4.13 reminds us, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So there, if with God's help, there's nothing that we can overcome. We just need to look to him to be the solution to the problem, not the source of the problem. The source of Job's problem was not God. That's what he kept trying to tell his friends. It's not God that's doing this to me. This is of the devil. This is the devil. Blame it on the devil. It's not God. Look to God for help, for strength, for comfort. I'm glad you brought up some of those verses because my next question is going to be for those that are having depression, anxiety, going through suffering, what has the Bible told us to do to kind of cope with these things? For those that are living in Christ and abiding in his doctrine, and that's important that we understand because God has reserved blessings, spiritual blessings for those that are in Christ in Ephesians chapter one and verse three. So the first thing we can do to overcome the evil and depression and anxiety and things in this world is to get right with the Lord by obeying his will. And if you want to know more about that, contact us and we'll tell you about that. But we have to get right with God. And then when we get right with God, we can trust in all of his promises. And I would encourage individuals to read the book of Romans chapter eight. And the book of Romans chapter eight begins with, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. And so we have to be in Jesus Christ and then there's no condemnation. And there's so many beautiful promises that are given in the book of Romans chapter eight. And we can trust in those and we can say we know God is with us because he tells us that in his word. We hope that today's lesson um, gives you some peace of mind. And uh, we ask that um, you keep these words on your mind and in your hearts and apply them to your daily lives. If you have any questions, contact us at cocep.org or come to our congregation at 3500 uh, Bakersfield, uh, Bernard Street, Bakersfield, California, 93306. Um, Jack, is there any contact information you'd like to share with the audience before we head out? Just what you said about the building where we meet, and they can contact us by our mailing address, 3500 Bernard Street, Bakersfield, California, 93306. They can also call us and leave a message. Our telephone number is area code 661-872-3500. That's area code 661-872-3500. You can contact us on our website and on our Facebook page.
just let us know if we can help you in any way in your study of and obedience to the gospel, because that's our desire. We truly appreciate you taking the time to hear us out. And we hope that you come back again, Lord willing. Thank you.